Prepare to have knowledge bestowed upon you. Here comes the number one podcast for Dynasty Fantasy Football, half PPR, 10 and 12 man leagues, the Fantasy Podfathers. Welcome to the Fantasy Podfathers, the podcast dedicated solely to 10 and 12 man Dynasty Football using half PPR as our guiding format. And as always, no kickers. 2021 is definitely been a war of attrition, <laughs> but I think yeah. maybe, maybe we're through the worst of it. Week, week nine had that really weird feel of like, holy cow, there's some teams that maybe aren't as good as we thought they were. I feel like week 10 had a lot of those teams say, uh, no, we're, we're okay. Just a uh, little, little bump in the road there. Um, felt a little bit more normal this week. I, I'm wondering if this year is kind of a situation of there's some teams that beat the shit out of the teams that they should. Mm-hmm. And then when they run against somebody who's not a pushover, um, you know, don't don't maybe look so good. I think we're really seeing too, like more so than than I can remember offensively, um, te- how well teams handle injuries, how much they can bounce back from a player going down. Um yeah, some teams do it really well, and some some teams are not good at it at all. There has been a whole lot of next man up this year. That is for sure. I mean, the, when we start talking about this, the first thing that pops into my head is, you know, the number one team in the AFC is the Tennessee Titans. All right, they've lost Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. Huge offensive pieces for them. And I would tell you, somehow with Adrian Peterson, uh, they're going to go into next game and they're going to be favored. And that, <laughs> that hurts my. That hurts me. Neither of those running backs was uh, worth putting in your lineup. I think I got one point eight out of McNichol, and uh, I don't know. It was three and a half out of Peterson. Yes, <clears throat> I'm kind of in on Dante Foreman of the three, from who turned out to be the highest scoring of the three but still mm. not not a piece that you'd want to start but um he did have the freshest legs of the three and, and looked decent but we'll have to see how that shakes out which uh really uh, is a great segue into um fob and, yeah. and how you spend it and how you use it in dynasty Oh yeah, you he- you hear that music in the background. That uh, mm-hmm. means you you know what time it is. Oh yeah, it's time for I got five on it. it. Uh, looking back at my dynasties last week, I looked at all four. The big pickups were a couple of defenses. Uh, there was a few lowly receivers. Nothing really of note last week. I think the teams have kind of weathered the storm. Some of those guys are coming back from by and IR and. Not not quite uh, quite as fruitful of a wire week. No, no. I mean, dynasty standpoint of fob, it's really rare that the fob you spend is going to turn into a dynasty prospect. It, it's just, it, it's not something that usually happens. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of like really back in in time and we can go back a little bit since we've been playing fantasy football. There's two guys that stuck out to me in the world of fob that I would have, that I would have spent a lot of fob on for that turned out to be, you know, a full season or two seasons worth of a high performer. And the two names that stick out to me are Marquise Colston going way back to the saints. He was like a six round, seventh round pick that came out of nowhere. Seventh, Yeah. Right. And 
like a half star or something. Yeah, he is making that up. That's that sounds really cool, doesn't it? Yeah, Marquise Colston out of Hofstra. Yeah, sounds great. Seventh round pick to the New Um, Orleans Saints. Yeah, and then if you spent fob on him, you would have had you know a good five six year run of a dynasty player. Um, And then the other guy that pops into my head is Philip Lindsay. Um, he was an undrafted guy out of Colorado State, I believe, for uh, for the Broncos. He gave you two years of a starting uh, running back. Looked pretty good his his rookie year. Uh, but those are both early season Bob acquisitions. Once you get into the the meat of the season, what you're picking up is guys who have stepped in for an injured player and picking some, up a tub of putty. You really are. You really are. And and you just uh, put it into that gap and. Putty it over, and 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 you're, you're a little bit of Adrian Peterson in there, and and you got to spend, and you know you've got to spend, and that's uh, that's where it gets tough. Uh, here here's some names that I've spent fob on this year that I'm I'm not proud about, but I needed a start, and I knew other people were going to grab them. Uh, Damian Williams from the Bears, uh, Boston Scott from the Eagles. Um, I even spent a little bit of fob on Mark Ingram at one point out of desperation. Uh, right now this yeah. week. I spent nothing on Mark Ingram. <laughs> I, I picked him As up. As the going rate is. Right? I picked him up, once. put him on my bench just in case and, uh, Kamara wasn't there. I, I But I couldn't bring myself to start him, but he, he did pretty dang good. Um, yeah. But, you know, can you think of anyone uh, this year that, that you've seen uh, Fab be spent on that turned out to be um, the guy? Largely, they've been that uh, putty pickup I talked about. Mm-hmm. It's just been, you know, get it in the cracks and throw her on the water and see if she floats. <clears throat> because you're picking up the wire because you need a running back, you can't not have it. <clears throat> and we've got these giant bye weeks, and they're, they're, they don't line up great this year. It seems like the good teams are all on bye at the same time. Uh, there's been some challenges that way, so you've got a, a ton of injuries. You've got a ton of muddied backfields. You've got really up and down wide receiver play this year. Um, those number two wide receivers on teams are unbelievably hard to to uh, guess this year. Yeah, uh, I picked up a Bourne last week in my 12-man where I was hurting. Yeah. And then, of course, I cut him for Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of getting 24 points, I think I got three. So yeah. that right there is a microcosm of what the wide receiver wire situation has looked like this entire damn season. That's terrible. Uh, Atlanta is another team where you're like, <clears throat> you ch- chase Russell Gage. One game he's got zero, and the next game he's great. The next game he's got zero. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just. And that's even with Ridley out. And, and you know, when you're, you're in those spots and you got to get a guy what we really talk about from a dynasty standpoint is what are you cutting when you spend that fob who's on your roster that you look and say, well, I feel confident that that guy's never going to be a dynasty player for me. So I can cut him and bring in Adrian Peterson. Well, the, the thing for me is, and I think uh, like we've talked about that putty pickup is that guy one or two weeks where you need him. That's almost best case scenario when you right. actually luck out and get more out of a player than you're thinking. A prime example, the guy I always point to for this two years ago was Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. He's like 26, 27. He takes over the backfield. You think, hey, I'm going to start him for a few weeks. I'll cut him loose. 
And then he performs down the stretch and it's like, shit, now I have to keep him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody, I was, I was not planning on this. Somebody's got to go, but I wasn't planning on cutting any of them. Now it's decision time. Yeah. You've got to do it. And so maybe we could just segue that into our, uh, our next section here, short, long and gone. Short, long or gone. Can I actually cut these guys? Am I screwing myself long-term in Dynasty? That is an absolutely perfect segue. So let's uh, kick it off at the quarterback position. This is a younger guy. So yeah. uh, still got some tread on the tires. He certainly does. Um, well, we're talking about... Um, Cam Newton, of course. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about the guy who Cam Newton just replaced. We're talking about Sam Darnold. Um, he, how do we put this? We wouldn't, we're not talking about Sam Darnold if we're not talking about Dynasty. <laughs> right. Right. First of all, if, if you have him, well, first of all, I, my guess is he's out for the year. That's just my guess. Like, they're just going to shut him down. My, my guess is he doesn't play again this year. But is is Sam Darnold the guy that you can just – is he just a straight-up cut for you right now? Is he just gone regardless of your platform? Like if you're in a 12-man dynasty league, Sam Darnold, you've just lost all faith. He's gone. Or are you going to hold on for one more season? Well, I'll, I'll tell it to you this way. He was actually on the wire in my 10-man, my second 10-man. Big 10 Dynasty football. A 10-man full PPR dynasty with a practice squad. I had nowhere to put him, no need for him, but due to his age, I think he's like 24. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guy who's been around the league three or four years already, has a you know half a wagon load of starting quarterback experience. 24 years old and he can be had on the cheap. So I, I, for those reasons I wanted to, but I couldn't even pick him up. And now seeing the debacle that we've seen (laughs) Robbie Anderson, who used to be worth something became worth nothing. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that happened when Darnold took over. And I think Robbie Anderson uh, from the video I've seen understands that as well. So for me, he's gone. Gone. Yeah, I am going to agree, and I'm, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna pose uh, this question to you because I think this really <clears throat> lays it out why it's uh, why it makes sense that he's gone for sure. How do you feel about Teddy Bridgewater from a dynasty standpoint? So I want you to think about how much better DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson were last year with Teddy Bridgewater. Oh right, right. Yeah, <laughs> middle yeah. of the road, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, dink and dunk, taking it easy, playing conservative, don't turn it over. They produced way more under him. So Sam Darnold, for for my level of excitement for Sam Darnold to stay on my roster, he'd have to reach the high caliber of Teddy Bridgewater. And, <laughs> and, and he's not even sniffing Teddy Bridgewater right now. So uh, I'm going to say no. he's a solid cut for me. Gone. Let's move on down to a little bit more challenging position. The world of running back. And I, I think 
I think you'd agree with me. I feel like I play dynasty football to find the running back that no one else found. <laughs> is that is that your goal? Is that what you've been after with this? I f- I feel like I have I feel like that's always been I'm always looking for the next blow up running back in fantasy football. Like I just love trying to find that that gym. Well, let me tell you with your track record going back, uh I would say <laughs> your your pinpointing of Frank Gore back in the day. Um yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you were ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, that was those were good times. I I also uh drafted um Steve Slayton and um oh, no. oh my gosh. Johnson. Yeah, I drafted them back. I drafted them that year both running Yeah. Back. Yeah, I tried to trade you for Slayton but actually got overruled by a Yahoo um mm. a Yahoo trade review. Like it wasn't even in the hands of the league. It Mm -hmm. went, we paid for a service for Yahoo to review trades and they, they shut me down. They're like, you will not trade a 31 year old Thomas Jones. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back, I I thank them because (laughs) Thomas Jones at 31, you know, he, he, those first three years, he didn't have any touches. So that was a deceptive 31. He had another year or two in the tank and Slayton, Slayton just disappeared. Well, and you, you see these young guys and you see the talent. Um, and, and the guy that I'm looking at right now that we discussed before we start a podcast here is a real question mark and man. Hard one to decide what to do with. And we talked about uh, Khalil Herbert from the Bears. He came in when David Montgomery got injured. He's a rookie, so he fits. He's got he's got what you want on a hidden gym in dynasty football, right? He's young. He's a six round pick. You we are able to pick him up with not spending any draft capital. I'm in fact I got him in our twelve man league. And I think he was like the only rookie running back that wasn't on someone's taxi squad because that league's so deep. And <laughs> right. I, I grabbed him and I said, there's a rookie running back. He ended up doing great. Now Montgomery came back. He's gone. Like, <clears throat> we know he's great. We know he's good. He's a rookie. But Montgomery got like 80% of the workload back right away. I've seen him cut in, uh, I believe, one of my four dynasties already. Mm-hmm. I believe in the the nasty, he just got picked back up. He was cut and then picked up. Yeah, I think that's the one I was thinking about. Yep. So where do you stand on Khalil Herbert? If you're sitting there and you need a got to have a wide receiver, a tight end, a uh, a uh, running back, spot start, uh, the putty position, as you like to call it. I love that term. Um, can you bring yourself to drop Khalil Herbert in a dynasty? 23. Um, like you said, you saw when he got his chance at the field there, there was production. So there's no doubt, you know, there's talent there. Um, yeah, just for those reasons alone, how volatile that position is, how, how injury riddled it has been specifically this year. He's long for me. I I find somebody else to cut. I'm actually right there with you. Um, I, 
I would say this since we both had the opportunity to pick him up. I'm just going to hold my hand up and say I totally didn't realize he was out there until I saw he was picked back up. Well, and and I agree. And the other piece for me is I was in a spot where I actually didn't have someone I was comfortable cutting. Well, let's move on to a really interesting pick at the wide receiver position. I don't know if you uh, remember who we're going with here, but uh, <sighs> Mr. I don't want to, uh, Mr. Kelvin Ridley. Yeah, referenced him earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> didn't see that one coming. No, no. That's a really tough decision on, on that guy. Um, I think that Atlanta team can do that to a person. Yeah. And I don't even blame him. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what, dude? Take some fucking time and you do you, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Falcons will still be here when you get done. It brings up one big question for me on Calvin Ridley. This was the first time we saw him play without Julio Jones. He was not looking great going into this. Did you have his numbers on the year? Gonna yeah. pull that up. Gonna pull that up. He had uh he was averaging about ten points a game. Okay. Okay, so yeah. Uh not terrible, but but not not had not broken a hundred yards. No, but during that span in his defense, Matt Ryan had been just dreadful. That's true. And then Matt Ryan was good for two games. Right. Now, right. <laughs> and now he's back to being dreadful. Um I you know man, th- this would be a tough one for me. Ridley can see, he can sit on your IR spot, so if I've got two IR positions, I'm going to keep him there. And I guess I've got to go long on him Whoa. just because of his potential talent. But it's a it's a red flag for me, honestly. Like, if I could sell him for another dynasty thing, if I could trade him away for another potential <laughs> dynasty person, I would. Um, You're going to take such a hit on his value right now. I know though. you are. I know you are. I know, but... Uh, You'd but, be lucky to get a sack of gravel. <clears throat> I mean, but would you rather have a pile of gravel than a guy who might not play? Well, I think I offer you that sack of gravel, honestly, um, because you are talking to somebody who picked up and rostered in two leagues for a year and a half, Josh Gordon. Yeah. And as we pointed out in an earlier episode, in Dynasty, character matters, off the field matters. And I guess technically this falls under off the field now. Um, but the talents there, the the age is in the right column. Um, yeah, I might just uh, pony up two sacks of gravel, maybe some uh, some stuff that's shiny. Tumbled a little bit, eh, a couple of agates, throwing some fucking quartz or something up the ante. I'm going to be long on him and I'm going to eat that risk. Would you give up an underperforming decent dynasty wide receiver? Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a name. Perfect. Would you give up Cortland Sutton for Kelvin Ridley? God, that's hard to do right now. God, I don't know that I do. Yep. <clears throat> I may, I may have to this. back off my position. Yeah, I'm, I, I like to take the guy and just kind of say, okay, look, look at the kind of your, the guy who's sitting on your bench right now because you don't trust him, and see if you give him up for Kelvin Ridley. Um, right. I'm going to do the, the same for you because uh, 
would you give up Darius Slayton for Kellen Ridley? Yes. Right? Yes, I would. Now, would you take Kellen? Would you take Darius Slayton for Kellen Ridley? No, I would not. As I think, I think this there's has a, concluded my TED talk. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so therefore, what you've concluded is Darius Slayton is not worth a heaping pile of gravel. Oh, I'm a hundred percent roster on Slayton, honestly, in my four dynasties. Mm-hmm. And uh I would gladly take that sack of gravel from you. <laughs> I would just you know what? Give it to me. I will call that a win. I'll go dump it on the curb and I'll look at that shit. That's what I got. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. This is a good shit. Uncut. So I, I guess I guess you hold Ridley unless someone's willing to pony up uh, a a player that uh has some potential. But uh and nobody's going to do that. The whole no. the whole appeal of going after Ridley is that you're not offering anything. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you might find a guy. There might be an owner. It just depends on demeanor and temperament. The, the dude who held Gordon in the nasty, he did not budge. I came at him two or three times, and it would have taken a stupid amount to get him. Yeah. But, but I tried. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you might find the guy that's like, you know what? I wash my hands of this. Let's move on to uh, a tight end and uh, one that I'm going to let you kind of take because you, uh, this man's emotionally affected you, I feel. It's another one that's close to my heart. Um, shit, I might be down to 25. I have slowly divested myself of Evan Ingram. Um, hmm. He's another dude. said age is in the right spot. I think he's 26. I'm pulling that out of my ass. I've said it before. He's like 6'3". He's small for this current crop of tight ends. These mutant fucking abominations from Mount Olympus that they throw helmets on. It's insane. Uh, So he factors in more like a slot receiver. He's shown flashes. (sighs) He can't stay on the field. He's in a terrible spot. He might have some long-term appeal. Um, I abandoned him in my 10-man, but I can't bring myself to cut him in my 12-man for the simple fact that he would be the number one tight end on the wire. Depending on the way your league is set up, ah, I want to cut him in my 12-man. I do. Um, mm-hmm. For me, he's a gone. Yep. Unless there's some extenuating circumstance like the one I just pointed to. Um, I, you know, if you want to play a long game with him, more power to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to drop him like a eight-yard pass right on the money just in the spirit of evan ingram um the guy just drops passes i mean he's got the physical skills and he's got those flashes but like we've got such a long track record now he is he he's not trusted by his quarterbacks and so um i would never feel good about starting him so he'd just sit on my bench unless honestly he's that putty player for me like if I had yeah. a, a bye week and Ingram was out there, I'd pick him up and hope he got me five or six points. And that's why I can't cut him in my 12 man. Right. Cause uh, I started like, who would I use in place of him? And I don't feel good about it. No. <laughs> I don't No. Yeah. That's uh, he's, he's another sack of gravel guy. You just, you just pony up that sack of gravel and I will gladly accept it from you. I kind of want to talk to Sean about, how his gravel situation is <laughs> yeah he's down in the southeast and i know when i got to pennsylvania they've got that shale 
It's, uh, yeah. it's more gray. It's yeah. uh, it's side of the roads. It's actually it's quite decorative. I brought a couple uh, buckets back mm, from nice. me. Yeah, uh, but after I brought two buckets of gravel, I had to leave Adam Troutman. <laughs> so that wraps up short, long, and gone. They, that'll clear you some roster space. And once you've cleared that space, you might want to look at some upgrades. So we uh, kind of took a quick look and found a couple guys that uh, we might be willing to pony up some cash on at this stage in the season. We're going to go out and see if we can... Uh buy these guys from a dynasty standpoint long-term investment maybe uh the last of a buy low window here um right i'm gonna actually let you start off on this one because uh this is a guy that you uh watch every sunday it is um the man lovingly and affectionately known as mapletron uh that is chase claypool he is an absolute monster of a man physically imposing he's got all the skills We've run into some injury issues. Um, Not enough that I think we can say he's an injury guy, but he has spent some time on the injured list, including right now. I've got him, uh, I think, 50% ownership, and I've got him stashed on the IR. But that is a dude who I said all the physical upside. It it might be worth uh, putting in a a serious offer on him. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree. And... um, well, we're, we're looking long-term here because we're always talking dynasty. So <clears throat> you're talking next year. Chances are high that uh, Big Ben is not the quarterback in Pittsburgh next year. Um, so assuming I, – I, I do think a lot of Claypool's um, production leading up this is just kind of uh, unfortunately affected by Big Ben's inability to throw the deep ball this year. There's been talk, and I'm going to go out on this scenario. I know you and I are both in the seat where we're like, I'm a Broncos fan. You're a Steelers fan. We're both like, come on, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right? So Yeah, yeah. I'd still take Rodgers. Well, not after last week. You had Mason Rudolph last week. Now you're saying. Oh, man. And, I mean, we talked about this on Sunday. He is stepping back there with such a confidence, setting his feet, getting his shoulders in line, really driving the ball with the back foot and throwing those interceptions with such a confidence that it's nice to see. <clears throat> it is. You usually get these guys that come out, they're like scrambling around. off. Yeah, they're scared. The they don't up. know what they're doing. They just wing it out there. Yeah. Like, no, these are confident, well-thrown interceptions right to the defensive back hands. And I, I'm, I don't know. I, it felt good. It looks good. It looked good. You defender. Have this. Yeah, see if you can hang on to that. Look at look at that potato. I just fired that motherfucker right out of the pocket. See if you can hang on. To, oh, you did. Oh, oh well. Good on good you. on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so really, Claypool. I mean, we're talking like right now. In my opinion, quarterback play is as low as it's going to get. But man, <clears throat> you get some guy who can push the ball down the field, or even next year with with a, a rookie or young quarterback. This is a shot taker. This is a guy who I think, um, yeah, I, I think you, you really nailed it. Even when he's covered, he's not bleeping covered. Right, right. It's such a mismatch. And I've seen those where literally you, the cornerback is playing perfect defense, draped all over him, arms up, turns back. For, Claypool just whoop, jumps up, snatches it out of, the, out of the heavens. Yep. Yeah, great time to buy low. Um, and, and, you know, anyone who's... And you could find a team who's actually still in it 
that would want to sell him because he's not producing for him right now. And you might be able to get Clay. You might take a guy who's a little bit more of an aging wide receiver who's producing right now and flip him for Claypool and uh, solid move. Who, uh, who you got on the trade <clears throat> target board? I've got a, a running back who's been injured for a while, uh, was a hot pick uh, last year. Uh, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Nice. Um, and the reason why I'm going Clyde Edwards Hilaire is for anyone who's owned him, if you drafted him, you kind of were disappointed going into the season because he was so hyped up. And you had to pay to you, get your hands on yeah. him. You did not get him cheaply. I will guarantee you that. You paid big time because um, he was, I mean, he was supposed to be Brian Westbrook. That was what we were promised. Um, oh, yeah. Right. And Andy Reid. So I looked at this and, uh, you know, the Chiefs are back. Uh, maybe it was only one game. Maybe it was just the Raiders. But uh, but Patrick Mahomes seemed to click. You're um, calling it? They're back? I actually, uh, I was actually on record with this. I have visual recorded evidence with a conversation with our friend Sean that I picked the Chiefs to win that game on Sunday night, 35 to 20 against huh, the no. Raiders. Nice. And that the show would end with Chris Collinsworth, or the game would end with Chris Collinsworth saying, you know, after all this and all the problems with the Chiefs and everything, wouldn't you look at it? They're at the top of the AFC West, and they look unstoppable. Um, <clears throat> it just it wasn't going to last forever. They're too good. There's too much talent there. I don't believe that the whole team is ready to fall apart. Um, <clears throat> what I saw in that game is Damian or Daryl Williams put up a hell of a, a hell of a game. Yes, those are some good. Hundred yards receiving. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred and one or something stupid. So, so the Chiefs go out. They look terrible. Now, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets hurt. They've been bad. He was just getting good right before he got hurt. I mean, he had a good game where he was catching the ball. And now the Chiefs found out maybe one of their things uh, that's really going to help him is passing to that running back. And he's coming back this week. I would spend up and get him right now for this year and beyond because, uh, man, if, if Daryl Williams' numbers are there for – for a running back who's 24 years old in a dynasty, right? I, I would I would throw I would throw probably too much at him right now, because um, I, I think he's about to blow up. So that that's my guy. If you can get, uh, if I had Aaron Jones, I would trade Aaron Jones for Clyde edwards there you, We're we're on the record with that one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That is the trade targets for the week, and I tell you, I'm getting a hankering. I can feel it in my bones. Uh, I can hear it off in the distance. It sounds like it's approaching. I I think we're we're about to go. Pack them up. Here we go. Have have you packed them yourself? They've been in your possession all night. I am ready to go. Well, let's let's board it up and head around the world. Feels good. Some of those little little tiny can of Sprite. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Right because if I see the, uh, the stewardess is coming down the aisle. I'm going to accept a whiskey and quickly be right back as I pour it for myself. And this week, for your listening pleasure, we have selected the quarterback position. 
Mm. Tasty. Uh, and I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to start in the NFC. Oh, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, you know what? Got a better rate on tickets. And, this was uh, a visual format. You would see me clutching my pearls. I know. I know. I'm trying to, to play on your OCD tonight. Uh, <laughs> not ready. Not, not, not ready. Starting the AFC. AFC. <laughs> a, a comes before N. A. A. A is the first letter of the alphabet. Pretty easy here. Uh, I will say this is the easiest position, I, I believe, in dynasty football. There's not a lot of gray areas on if they're a dynasty quarterback or if they're spots. Yeah, starting. it's straightforward. It's <laughs> There's not a lot of, you know. Ted, Ted Jansen, you can't move my microphone, dude. Come on, Ted. <laughs> totally just put it. He did it again. Yeah. Dude. Yes. All right. I've got, a, I've got a cat giving me the stink eye most of the night here so far. Yeah, mine's been sitting here the whole time, but then Ted comes down. He's literally just taking his head and swinging my entire mic. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, NFC. I'll start with the NFC East. Um, oh, God. You, you, I'm so glad I got a drink. Okay, go ahead. Right? Well, first of all, we start real easy. You got Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. You got yeah, five. That's a, that's a dynasty quarterback right there. Five happy years guaranteed, my friends. Uh, he's got a nice fat contract, so uh, odds are he's going to stay where he is. Dallas has no issues surrounding their quarterback with weapons. <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 a good spot, my friend. Yep, yep, like it. Uh, Giants. We got Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be called Danny Dimes. I want to call him Danny Pennies. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he. Danny runs a lot. Yeah, he does, and and he drops dimes like his wide receivers drop catches. Um, I think he is uh, kind of in the same vein as Jalen Hurts that we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can score you a lot of fantasy points, but if he does, that generally means there's one or two touchdowns on the ground. Yep. And I'm going to hand hold on to Daniel Jones just because dynasty. And honestly, he's a guy where like I think New York might be in a spot where they give up on him, and he could tr- go to hit the next team and be real good. Yeah, he could totally Tannehill this out. Yep, yep. So, and that's exactly the uh, the vibes I was getting. I think that the, the the talent is there to be developed, whether or not it happens. Uh, who knows? I mean, New York's trying to surround him with talent, but none of the some bitches can stay on the field. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, they've got so many wide receivers. It's stupid. If we read off their roster right now. They'd be full full of guys that you could try to trade for to get Calvin Ridley. Yeah, right? Put, a, put them all in a sack. I'll give you a sack of New York wide receiver for Ridley. <laughs> and they will tell you that they would rather have that sack of gravel over there. Yeah. Uh, let, let's move right down to Jalen Hurts. Um, I think I think he's turned the corner uh, this Broncos game. He started pass, started run. He looked. He's just a solid fancy guy, and I do believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of maybe coming around to the idea that that they don't need to fix the quarterback position as, as soon as they thought. I, I th- I'm going long with with Jalen Hurts right now. He's a guy I think I had 25 percent ownership on him, but like we said with Daniel Jones, if he puts up that big game, odds are it's one or two touchdowns on the ground. Um, that's that's definitely great if right. you can uh, if you can get it. 
yeah, I, I put him in the same boat with Jones. And he's scoring mad fantasy points. He might not be talented on the field, but he's I think he's a top ten fantasy quarterback, so you gotta hold on to him. Washington football team. Nope. Yeah, that's interesting. Um Heineke's looked good enough. He's a guy if he's out there on the wire, I'm gonna leave him there. Yep, me too. Cause because he's not they're not going into next year with him as their starting quarterback. So. He's poor, poor man's Kirk Cousins coming right. in doing the same deal. He's yeah. going to play himself into a nice contract for somebody like Carolina or you know somebody else that makes poor decisions. Was he like 28 or something? So he's not incredibly old for the position. You want to gamble on him, go ahead. He's not a dynasty guy for me. No, no, he's he's – you said poor man's – Kirk Cousins, I will say a poor man's Case Keenum. <laughs> I, if I, no, put, right? I think he's a rich man's Case Keenum. He's a rich man's Case Keenum. I'll give him that. And then I want to say, sad but fitting, Brian Fitzpatrick, 39 years old, broken hip, not coming back in time. I don't think he plays football again. But he's played for so many teams, it's fitting that the final team he plays for is just football team. <laughs> right? I believe the uh, NFC West is going to be one of the easiest ones to go over here. We only have one little wrinkle in it. We got the Arizona Cardinals, and you don't have to worry about it. Kyler Murray is going to be the starting quarterback there for a very long time, and he's a very good fantasy quarterback. I have nothing to add here. The uh, Rams have Matt Stafford. They're kind of tied to him either way. I think he's a real solid guy. Uh, if I own Matt Stafford and he's my fantasy quarterback, I am spending my next few drafts drafting some young guys to come up and replace him. Um, but I'm fine starting him every week right now. Exactly. Now's the time to get a couple in the chamber to replace him down the road. But he's in a great situation. He's looked good so far. Um, yeah, I'm definitely happy with him for the next five years. But uh, you nailed it. Um, start start loading up. Take those shots right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I'll tell you, once once you're in a dynasty and you don't have that young, talented quarterback, it can take you years to recover from. And uh, I'll, that's a whole other episode for me telling you the history of my battle to replace Peyton Manning. Right. Yeah, um, a quarterback yeah. and I think tight end. They're one of those those two positions for me. You should always be looking for the next guy. Yeah. Even if you've got your guy, take another shot on another guy because you don't know. Yep. Yep. Let's go into San Francisco. Jimmy G is a decent quarterback so far this year, and I think we all expected him to not be the starting quarterback in San Francisco by right now. I, I don't know. I thought the plan was always to leave Jimmy for the year and let Lance uh, soak it up. Oh, yeah. That's every franchise's plan, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, that, that happens two times out of twelve. Yeah, what? Give uh, Andy Dalton a call and ask him how that's working out. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and then you got Trey Lance behind him. Um, Jimmy G for me is like the Matt Stafford scenario, but you only got this year. So I hope you started yeah. buying up your guys later. And more than likely, Jimmy G was not your number one quarterback going into this year because you probably worried about Trey Lance. Um, but it, it's crazy. What's he like, 28 or something? 
good I hate how I make up all these numbers all the time. But he has been on the wire in, I believe, three of my four dynasties mm-hmm. at one point this year. He, here's something interesting, and actually, ironically, today someone proposed a trade to me. I own Trey Lance and Plea Flicker. Nice. Um, someone offered me a deal of thinking maybe I was running back needy and would be willing to give up Trey Lance for Zach Moss and a second-round pick. Oof. Uh, Too early. Man. Too oh, soon. Yeah. Too, Too soon. soon. I mean, Zach, yeah. Not, also, that happens to be the one league where I'm actually set at running back. So I'm you not even son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I don't seriously. Know what... I'll give you Mike Davis. You got any uh, gravel over there? I don't have Kelvin Ridley to return the favor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I will not take Mike Davis for anything. Uh, yeah, but he's no, no, thank you. He's a gravel um, guy. So, I mean, if, if now is the time to go after Trey Lance, it was the right move by that guy. But not not the right uh, not the right package for me. But um, it's it's time. If you want to buy Trey Lance, you got to buy him now because Jimmy G is not going to be signed. He's not in San Francisco next year, even if they win the Super Bowl. The 49ers gave up like three first round picks to grab grab Trey Lance. He's their quarterback next year. <clears throat> Seattle, Russell Wilson. Yes, thank you. Don't know where he's going to be next year. No one else in that roster I care about. You don't want Gino? I don't think Seattle wants Gino. I I was shocked when I found out that Gino was a the backup, b still in the league. Right, right. Like a tip of the hat to Gino Smith, frankly. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Good work, Gino. You survived the Jets and have a job. <laughs> right. That's right. not that's not a thing a lot of guys can say. No, no. Go down to the the NFC North here. Um, Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, Dynasty guy. Uh, I, like, let's. I'll put this scenario: if you own Matt Stafford and then Justin Fields, good on you. I, I think he's going to be a solid fantasy contributor because he's learned how to run. The arm looks good. It, uh, I think it. I think it can come together. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, no. Oh wow! Did you did you watch any of that? I'm sorry for you. Oh my God! Could we not have picked a better time to do short, long, and gone on Jared Bleep and Goff? Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. Oh, oh that He's, was that took three years off my fucking life. That was painful. That game that hurts. At the end, I was like, you know what? Just just get to the fucking tie. I'm I'm done with this. I want right. to get back to my video game. You sons of bitches. Right. Like, good work, Jared Goff. You played Mason Rudolph to a standstill. <laughs> My God, <laughs> like I said, the confidence. It's mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph, man. Yeah. I wanted him. <laughs> I know, I know. <sighs> I, I, I just didn't like his look. He's, he, I told you, he's it's got those his, eyes. It's his face. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I just, it's just your face. I just want to punch your face. And just you know, out of politeness. No, I don't want to pull your helmet off and beat you with it. That's a bridge too far. But yeah. very punchable face. Top yeah. top five. Maybe next week we'll do that. Yeah, top five yeah. punchable faces. Oh God, I love it. You know what? You just made the list. Yeah, That's we got good. that one in the chamber. So yep. uh, click awesome. subscribe, you, you mm-hmm. bastards. We'll we'll and maybe you know if you want to if you want to comment or something maybe uh 
uh, nominate a punchable face. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm open to uh, I'm open to nominees. I got my yeah. favorites, but I, I'm an, I'm 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 an open minded man. I can be I swayed. Like I like it. Packers right now. We got Aaron Rodgers. If you want to take a stab at love to stash for next year, <clears throat> go for it. I would I wouldn't pay anything for it. And he probably, geez, I feel like as soon as I said that. Ron, I feel like love's going to end up in our uh, short, long and gone segment sometimes. <laughs> if I have a 12 man where he's been sitting out there on the wire, is he practice squad in the nasty? The nasty, a 10 man half PPR dynasty featuring practice squad. No, not in the nasty. He's not. No, no. Oh, he's been oh. picked up and dropped in the nasty. Okay. And I believe that's what happened in big 12 as well. Big 12 dynasty football. A 12-man half PPR dynasty with no practice squad. Which tells you, uh, <laughs> he's not. And we're in Wisconsin. Most of our leagues are probably what 60 to 70 percent Packer fans. Yeah, which is a shockingly low number. I believe a good job done by us. Yep. But um, yeah, in Packer country, he's not even rostered in 50 percent of my dynasties. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think I mean he'll be a a hot pickup to go into next year, but yeah, somebody will somebody will snatch him come December when they're eliminated, and and they can have that lottery ticket. They can, and, and I'll tell you this: it looks like there's a good chance that Rodgers and Adams are gone from Green Bay next year, and if Love doesn't have Adams to throw the ball to, they're rebuilding their wide receiver. I, I don't, I'm not interested in that. No, there's skill positions outside of Adams and the running backs. I mean, there's no tight ends. There's no wide receiver depth. It's a barren, bleeping wasteland. It is. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Kurt Cousins, you can't make me. No, no, I understand that. I've um, been off him from day one. Yeah. Never been a Cousins fan. He's solid. I, he can be solid for you. Yeah, exactly. I just don't. I know he's he's had some great games, but I. Yeah, and he's so. got a stupid uh, TD to interception ratio this year. Yeah, yeah. Just it's I, what's he thrown to? I'm making that up completely. Uh shit. Kirk Had, Cousins. You're gonna make me look at Kirk Cousins. I know. I'm doing it too. Doesn't this gross. feel dirty? It's pretty gross. He's don't tell my got, wife we're doing this. He's 18 and two. You're correct. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a quarterback rating of 104. He's um, got some weapons. Yeah. Yep. I still just, I can't, I don't know why I just can't do it. And maybe, maybe that's it's on his me. face and, yeah. and we might have a top five nominee for next week. Tune we in to find out if Kirk cousins makes the list. Well, let's move on down to the, uh, <clears throat> NFC South here. Uh, I would go into uh, a man who has a constant sunburn on his face, Matt Ryan. Uh, and uh, I also just, I can't, uh, Matt Ryan will sit on my roster as a backup quarterback in so many leagues. And I never start him except one time a year. Matt Ryan looks like he wants you to take a pen with the name of his insurance company on it. Mm. And yeah. Matt Ryan has been playing like maybe he should um, pursue that avenue. Yeah, I think he's done. It's been an up and down season. Uh, Yeah, he's he's what, 30, 36? I think he's older than that. Um, 
it's man, I've I've got him. I think I still have him rostered in twenty five percent of my dynasties, as that's another uh, another spot where I just I I can't do uh, it yet. You're right on the. He is thirty six. See, so, that's why I hate that I pulled this shit out of my ass, but it seems like I'm right more more than are, half the time. You're really good on age. Uh, yeah, so he's he's 14 years in the league at 36. And yeah. That, yeah. Again, I, in a dynasty, I'm just – he's a spot start on a bye week for me and nothing more. Ah, man, you're going to talk me into cutting him, aren't you? No, you probably should. And I, you, you know I won't pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we already kind of talked about the Carolina Panthers. We joked. I will admit I picked up Cam Newton in a in a league um, because I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns, and he just feels like one of those guys this year that could be that weird thing where someone's like, I don't know, I picked up Cam Newton, and he scores 20 points a game, and my quarterback got hurt. Right, and, you know, the last three weeks in the playoffs, and hot mm-hmm. damn, I won because Cam Newton from one yard out. Uh, dynasty wise, you know, not really interested, but, um, no, it's a gimmick deal. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. It's one of those might be fun to say, like I said, if, if he makes that run, you'll, even if he, it doesn't pan out for you, you'll remember that year that you took gimmicky goal line, Cam Newton returning to Carolina amidst a COVID pandemic injury riddled 2021 season. Mm-hmm. And you will smile to yourself. Yep. I started Kerry Collins in a playoff game once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a Trent Green guy. I'm not going to give yeah. you any shit. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Uh, nope. Yeah. Let, I'll let you guys figure out who your quarterback's going to be next year because it ain't on that roster. Yeah, and I'm not even offering a sack of gravel for Trevor Simeon. So no, don't no. don't think you're getting a hold of my gravel. No, keep that gravel. And then Tampa Bay. We've got obviously we've got Tom Brady, and honestly, at this point, if well, I got he's him, got what's he got left? Another 10, 12 years? You know, I mean, you would hope. I mean, he's you look, you you know, potentially he looks like he could be a good quarterback. And, and I've told this story before, but I should hammer the point home just to prove how superhuman Tom goddamn Brady is. And I think that's maybe how I refer to him from now on on the show, Tom mm-hmm. goddamn Brady. Uh, but when we drafted the nasty, what, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. remember early mid rounds, uh, one of the fellas took this quarterback, Tom Brady, and I got in the chat laughing my ass off going, what are you doing? You, you know, he's only got like two years left in him, right? Like you fucking idiot. He has been on like six rosters in our league since then. Yeah. He has yeah. been on half of the league. He's won like four Super Bowls. It's like, all right, well, fuck. How wrong can you be? I think uh, yeah. I think I found the high end of that spectrum. So yep. good from yeah. here on out. We all ate crow with him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I hate him and I love him simultaneously. Um, I got some good news, Ron. It looks like uh, maybe two seats open up in first class and uh, we can get a better view of the AFC from up there. Uh, I don't. What if I just want to drink quietly in the back? Oh, that's that's fine. If you want to do that, we could start with the New York Jets. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. You you might just want to stay back there. Oh uh, well, I've got a twenty five percent share in Wilson. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a practice squad deal. But yeah. uh, like I said, it's not something I intended to do. It just mm-hmm. happened. 
I, I, I sit on Zach Wilson. That's a long game. You got the number two overall pick, and you you got you got to wait. Like, I honestly think, unless he gets on the field and just completely is terrible, like he unfortunately has been, but for like three <laughs> years, you, you got to right. wait on a guy like that. Uh, you never know what the conditions. You, you need but. some more tape before you can uh, yep. render the Sam Darnold uh, judgment on him. But I don't hold high hopes. Uh, Patriots, man, Mac Jones, you're not starting him yet, but he's got, he's got the makings. He's, uh, he is a, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo caliber quarterback for the Patriots. He's a dude that began the year on the wire in, I believe 50% of my dynasties, Mm -hmm. um, a couple with practice squads. He was held, but now I believe he is 100% owned. People have seen enough on him. He's definitely worth the gamble. Yep, yep. Long game on him. He's only going to get better, and he's pretty decent right now. I mean, if you had to start Mac Jones, you you wouldn't be like ecstatic, but you wouldn't be like, oh man, I have no other option. His value is so uh, I I don't know. I just can't pin it down. Um, it's interesting though. I'd I'd maybe even try to buy him if I really uh, right. We, we we use that Matt Stafford. If I had Matt Stafford and I could buy Mac Jones, I would maybe be thinking about that. The Miami Dolphins. Tua, Tagme, Veloy, Onduzel. I was me, never a Tua guy. Me either. I tr- I traded away the chance to draft Tua when he was sitting there in our league. I held up a draft for a good about a half a day. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, because I was like, I do not want Tua, but someone out there has to want Tua. Oh, do you hear that sound? That was my shoulder almost popping out where I tried to pat myself on the back. For that quarterback draft I had in Big Ten a couple of years ago, where I took mm. Herbert Burrow and uh, Hertz, yeah, and like I said, my strategy was to take three quarterbacks. He was never on my board. No. Um, no. He's another guy. I hope he pans out. I hope it it turns around. But you can't sell him to me. I won't here's, buy him. Here's what Tua's going to do. He's going to doom the Miami Dolphins because he's one of those quarterbacks that's just good enough that you can't let him walk in free agency, but you're going to overpay him for his second contract and you're going to be stuck with him because you're worried that the rookie you draft wouldn't be as good. And that is exactly what's going to happen to you in dynasty. If you roster Mm -hmm. him, he's going to eat up a spot. You're not going to want to cut him because there's too much potential and too much wrapped up in him. And then in uh, three weeks after that, we're going to do a short, long and gone on him and determine that he's gone. Yep. Yep. Um, let's go to the Buffalo Bills and yes, yes, Josh Allen. Yes. All day. Yes. I, I, I have huge shares in Josh Allen. Love that man. But wish I could kiss him, but he's so tall. <laughs> That'd be reach. awkward. Yeah. AFC West Herbert, you touched on, um, I've got 75% own share in him because some cock took him in the fourth dynasty. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah, son of a bitch fucked up my yeah. whole plans. Yeah, it's like I took that Herbert dude and then I traded for that Burrow dude. And there's Mahomes. He's your other guy in the West that's just a lock. No, nothing to nothing to discuss there. I got 25% owned share, so I feel good. Pretty good. Uh, the Raiders, Derek Carr is like well on his way to kind of be Kirk Cousins for me. He's produced. He's a guy that if I did have 
in my 12 man behind Stafford, I would deal Stafford. I'd feel great with Carr. Yep. Yep. And with Carr, he's one of those guys. If you got him, he's your starter. Exactly what we said with Stafford. Keep on looking for the next guy, but he's a nice, uh, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll bridge the gap for you. Last team in the West, we got the Broncos and, um, Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback. He's a spot start and, uh, that team will not have Teddy Bridgewater nor Drew Locke on their roster next year. Well, that makes me sad. That does not make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I'll still be housing Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might as well. I'm sure Brock Eisweiler is still out there for us. Oh, um, I'd take him. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the North. Uh, why don't you, you want to take the four teams in the North? Uh, we've covered Ben. There's no mm-hmm. long term on there. I obviously have loved the guy over a decade and a half. My 75% own share in him is down to 25. Um, maybe if, if you're desperate, you can house him for a playoff run, hope for the best. That's it. Nobody mm-hmm. behind him. Uh, yeah. obviously Joe Burrow. Uh, my only concern with him is the line. The age is great. Everything's looking on the up and up. He's got weapons around him. Yes, 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 all day. Um, Cleveland, and I believe I've got a uh, 75% own share in Baker Mayfield, actually. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I I don't know at all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's, he's really hard to make a call on right now. You can't get rid of him. I wouldn't give you a whole lot for him. But uh, he, there's still enough upside. I mean, maybe if you believe in what you've seen, go load up on him cheap right now. I, uh, I, I will personally sell him to you. And then we've got Baltimore, uh, where we've stated that their quarterback is not only their quarterback, but their running back. Uh, mm-hmm. Unique combination. I think he's, his arm is underrated. I think people like to fucking pigeonhole him and, and say he can't throw. I think Baltimore is historically uh, really piss poor at loading up on offensive weapons uh, in the past game specifically for a quarterback. So I I think he's great. That's another dynasty guy. Age on his side. Go for it. Yep. I agree. Jesus is a is a interesting. This is our last uh, division here. The Houston Texans. Oh, God and baby Jesus, help us. Well, I'm going to say, we all forgot about it, but what, what do you think about uh, going trying to get Deshaun Watson for a bag of gravel right now for next year? Watson, yeah, that is an interesting play. Yeah. Uh, it's Like I said, off the field in Dynasty, you have to factor it in. I think that one's kind of out in the open. You know what you're dealing with. It's still a question mark. That's another fun gamble. You go yeah. have you some sexual predator. Yeah. Well, who who would you rather own? Kelvin Ridley or Deshaun Watson? Oh, geez. That, that's a good one because mm-hmm. uh, with Watson, I know he wants to be on the field. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of if they'll let him. Right. Um, but... I've I've never been as big on him as most people. I would probably go Ridley just uh, from the standpoint of I don't I don't like Watson. Yeah, um, dick. He is kind of a dick. 
He's only really, but really though, in his defense, he's only been like a dick, like 23 documented times. Right. 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 So, I mean, right. The, uh, let's go down to the Colts got Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he's had, he's actually had some decent games. I think, uh, I, I think I'm comfortable with him as my, uh, number two quarterback and starting him in good matchups. Yeah, he he's a solid guy to plug in right now. Jacksonville, you got Trevor Lawrence. You got to play the long game with him. If you got him in Dynasty, you probably probably was more than likely the first quarterback that came off the board. Maybe Trey Lance went ahead, but yeah, I'm I'm nervous if I drafted Trevor Lawrence to be honest. I tell you, man, I got some rules I live by. One of them is I don't trust a guy in a tunic. One of them is I don't draft players with a hyphenated name. And another one is I stay the fuck out of Jacksonville if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and really, the only quarterback in this class that I had any interest in was Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Other than that, I was like, great, good for you. Uh, you like him? Go get him. Do yep. it before I pick so that somebody I want falls to me. Yep, I agree. Um and then our last team here is uh, Tennessee Titans and Brian Tannehill. And he was like, he was one of those like uh, out of nowhere fantasy gold guys last year. And, and he's winning football right now, but he's just not, um, he's just not the fantasy player he was last year. He's still putting up solid numbers. I've got him uh, 25% own share in him. I believe I've held him for two or three years because he's one of those guys that once you get him, he's what we I was talking about earlier in that segment. I picked him up with Fob a couple of years ago, and then I just couldn't get rid of him. He was the yep. fucking dog that followed me home. And uh, I, I feel good with him as my backup. I still can't, I want to cut him every week and you can't, he's, he's been too good. What's what's saving him this year is that the man actually has five rushing touchdowns. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. He's, uh, 29. Uh, yes, he is going to pull another number out of my ass. You're probably, he's, Oh, your your for the first time in a while your ass is incorrect sir oh no 28 he's, he's 33 shut the front door yeah oh wow i believe he came into the league a little bit older gentleman yeah well and he yeah. only had a year or two of playing quarterback in college yeah he yeah, converted so. uh, as a wide receiver like in his junior year or some shit yeah yep so yeah, his wow. his, t- his touch rushing touchdowns are saving him, but from a dynasty standpoint, you know he's probably got you know, four or five years on him. But uh, but, but he's another guy you can't get anything for him. No, no, you got you hold can't on to him. cut it. He's too good to cut. He's not good enough to get anything back for. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's the quintessential of fucking fob dog that followed me home. Yep. Yep. Uh. Well. Uh, I think we've uh, we've put down the landing gear and we've oh, come good. in because I am fucking drunk. <laughs> we all we all we have to do is some drunken stumbling of names here. Yeah, um, let's get let's get back into some good timey, good feeling uh, content, and mm-hmm. let's close out the quarterback around the world with one of my favorite games. Uh, throwing out a name. 
And that's Mr. Sam Bradford. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm going to go into the Wayback Machine and give you Dave Craig. Mm. I want to go back to actually uh, a hot matchup of Rich Gannon versus Brad Johnston. Oh, that brings Dilfer to mind. Oh, my gosh. That was some hot stuff. You can't get more exciting than that. Dante Culpepper. <laughs> um, Culpepper makes me think of Cleo Lemon for some reason. <laughs> uh, let's go back to John Kitna. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. Nice one. That he, was good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Kitna. God, that one felt so good. I might have to get myself a sandwich. That's very good. I'm going to end with one that'll make you not want to eat a sandwich. Uh, and that's Ryan Leaf. Oh, don't, son <laughs> of a bitch. Sorry for ruining your sandwich. Ah, uh, you're in the whole quarterback thing. But I feel like it's a nice one to end on because it really sets up, uh, up uh, nicely for next week's punch them in the face episode. <laughs> <laughs>